0: Okay, this is the Immigrant Hustle Podcast. I am your host, B-Magic. I got my brother, Noise, with me. And today, very special guest on the show.
1: What can I say, man? This guy is one of the dopest battle rappers on the scene right now. So, man, thank you so much for for coming on the show. Real sick. How you doing, brother? I'm good,
0: man. Thanks for having me. Fucking finally we get to do this, yo. Like, we get real sick. Many people don't know. Yo, like, we're family, dog. We're connected through family, so fucking you know i got to meet him in fucking in uh new york uh, or where, new where were we new jersey, jersey. New jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, my apologies i'm my fucking american geography is terrible yeah, yeah. <laughs> terrible. but yeah we were in new jersey and like yo i was just like yo so and so spits his name is real sick and i was just like you know it's like once i got to meet you it was all love yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and obviously you're fucking incredible at what you do mm-hmm. right but mm-hmm. uh But uh, I'm I'm happy to finally have you on, and yo, it's a pleasure to have you, man.
2: Yeah, thank you, man. I I, I'm excited on being on because I'm I'm fans of you guys. So like, even when like I met Magic for the first time, like I knew who he was or whatever, and I was like, damn, I'm related to this dude now, because like I knew (laughs) about him and I knew about Noise, because uh, like mad long ago, one of my friends found you guys, and he was like, yo, you're not the only sick rapper or Punjabi rapper. I was like, what (laughs) for real? And then they showed me you guys, and I was like, "Yo, that's crazy." So yeah, that's dope. That's dope, man. But
1: oh, yeah, man, we're gonna we're gonna jump into it a little bit as we do, do with it. the show, Immigrant Hustle. We like to take it back and talk a little bit about your family's origin. So, mm-hmm. you know, when did your family uh, first come to the states, and kind of what were the, some of the circumstances behind that move?
2: From the stories I've been told, <laughs> they were they came here like '89 around then. Um, my dad had studied chemistry. My mom was in IT and stuff. And a lot of her family was already here. Like, they, they had all grown up in India, but they moved just because, I guess, one of them wanted to go, and then they were like, all right, let's all do it. So they were all, like, living in the same apartment. You know what I mean? My mom My mom has, like, 13 siblings, I think. And wow. she was the youngest one. So, like, most of them, there was probably, like, six of them that were in New York, New Jersey area, right? So her and my dad always wanted to go too. So they moved over here, and you know the typical stories like we had five dollars in our pocket, you know we had to, <laughs> <laughs> we had we made a house out of nothing. We had to do, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, the stories I was told they just uh, my mom worked in like an M and M factory for a little bit. Uh, my dad was going, you know, door to door trying to get a job. And then they finally got settled around like 1990, and uh, that's like when they had my sister. And I was born in '94, so four years after that was me. So they were kind of they they started from the bottom, right? They came here with five dollars in their pocket and got to where they are.
1: Um, were you like born and raised in Jersey?
2: Yeah, I was born in um, basically the same area. I was born in one place, but I moved to where I am now uh when i was like three years old so i don't even count it but yeah jersey my whole life uh i never even got to visit india yet i've been wanting to go Mm. but i just never we just never found the right amount of time we're always doing somebody's always doing something and we always wanted to go together but yeah jersey my whole life
0: that's dope uh what what do you remember from like early life like do you remember like a big punjabi community has it gotten greater over time like like uh or like even just like how was how was the how was the home life growing up Yeah
2: gr- growing up it's me I have a younger brother and an older sister and me and my younger brother were full of energy so we would fight all the time and like <laughs> so m- there's this one thing if you ever meet my brother he has a scar like right here and that's cuz when we I was like uh probably 5 he was 3 and we were just fighting over something and I, like, pushed him into the TV stand when he was, like, two years old and he got this thing. All the cousins, all of our cousins, anytime we'd go anywhere, we would fight. Like, that that was just how it was for some reason. we would. He knew how to annoy me, and I would threaten him with beating him up or something, and then we would just fight. Like, wedding reception day, didn't matter. It could have been anything. It doesn't matter. Me and him would end up fighting all the time.
0: Uh, I mean,
2: we watched wrestling a lot, so that's probably what it was, too but
0: so Trust we me, fought I, 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 I've, I've seen a firsthand. noise I've seen these guys go <laughs> at it yo know, they're big dudes so it's like it's not <laughs> like you can do anything to stop it I just got out of the way man I'm like yo <laughs> brothers will be brothers man right right so yeah
2: I mean that obviously that brings you closer but like yeah when we were yeah, younger man. we were fighting all the time um, but uh, my mom and dad are like polar opposites in the sense of like my mom is very calm and peaceful and you know, she was. Their story is actually interesting. If uh, if I could jump into that.
1: Yeah. So so my go ahead,
2: go ahead, so my mom grew up in like like I said all those siblings. Her dad was like a doctor. He was very famous and stuff. They were all, you know, well raised and and they studied and that that was like in like built in them to go to school, get a degree, and do what they got to do. My dad grew up in like the bend, right? He's mm. none of his family was educated at all like my my grandfather only went to first grade and uh like the teacher hit him with a ruler or something and then he like threw something at the teacher never went back to school and then like started a truck company and like that's how they made their money but my dad wanted to come to america so he was like all right you know i'm gonna go to school he was the only one going to school so um my mom's dad my nanaji put uh an ad in the paper for like you know, my daughter's ready to get married, whatever, whatever. And my dad wrote a letter to them. And the letter was so well written. They were like, we got to meet this guy. And then they talked <laughs> for like 15 minutes over Cha. Like, you want to do it? You want to do it? All right, let's do it. Two weeks later, they got married. <laughs> and then, like, it's crazy how that, that stuff works, man. And then, you know, they're still strong to this day. So, like, in the house growing up, my mom was always the calm one. And my dad grew up in the bin, so he just talks loud. You know what I mean? So like <laughs> growing up there, you know, if we if we were in trouble, we would be like, all right, let's hope dad doesn't find out or something. You know what I mean? But he was the strict one, and my mom was like the super calm one. So it like, I guess it worked because of that. But that's 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 what uh, early childhood was like.
1: And your dad must have wrote a pretty dope letter. <laughs> In order to yeah, like, yeah, work that into yeah. a marriage, like that's probably where you get your pen from, man. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I know, I know, I know, I know it, it might have been that, and I know my mom used to sing. Like mm-hmm. um, she wrote poetry too. Um, it's crazy. She said that my handwriting is exactly like her dad's handwriting, which is creepy because all right, so every year one of my, my siblings was born, one of our grandparents passed. And we have traits from the grandparent that passed that year. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's like, I don't know if if that there's something scientific behind it, but there just is. Like everybody, so I have a lot of traits of my nanaji and he passed like the same year I was born. You know what I mean? My my brother, my, my dad's dad passed when my brother was born and he got he got his height. You know what I mean? He talks the same way. They, they my, my parents have told us the similarities between our grandparents which which is crazy to me. You know what I mean? Like,
0: but, <laughs> oh, that's crazy.
2: But yeah, they they, they they writing was definitely in the family, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. dope. So them them kind of, you know, like your mother being a singer and and stuff like that, like was mm-hmm. was the creative arts or just being creative in general was like did they ever frown upon it or was it something that they encouraged you to do? Well, well,
2: they they encouraged us to get hobbies, but they didn't um stray away from education. You know what yeah. I mean? The main thing was just stay in school. You could do what you want on the side, but stay in school. My dad was like a wrestler, so he was he was big on like athletics and stuff. You know what okay. I mean? And uh and yeah, and when I first got, you know, like into rapping and stuff, yeah, they didn't understand it. You know what I mean? But now that they're like seeing something from it, they understand it a little more. <laughs> yeah, but
0: definitely. I
2: think that's that's all that's all parents need to see. They just need to know you're not just in your room wrapping to a wall you know what i mean if
0: if you're like yeah. doing
2: something with it then it's like all right that makes sense because
0: the, there's the plenty
2: fu- times like my mom sorry to cut you off there's nowhere. plenty of times there's plenty of times my mom had like probably heard me in my room and was like well, is he angry is he yelling like what is happening right now yeah. and then like yeah now 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 they get
0: it yeah the funny thing is like you know, your parents will know that you're doing it, right? Like, mm-hmm. my parents obviously knew. They used to hear me rapping in my room, right? But they, mm-hmm. they weren't, like, too bothered by it, right? It's like, okay, you know, you just at least he's home. That's the way yeah. they used to look at it, <laughs> right? And mm-hmm. then, uh, but then the second, like, my music started coming out and then, like, my little, like, cousins used to see it and stuff like that, they would tell, like, my must-see, them my must would tell my mom. Mm-hmm. And now, because, because somebody else has bigged it up, they'll, like, be like, yeah, yo, like, that's my son, you know, (laughs) like, bigging it (laughs) up, but it's funny, it's it's funny how it takes, uh, for them to see some sort of success for you in it, for them to kind of back it a little bit, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, because, like, my mom, so, like, uh, the neighborhood that we grew up in, um, a lot of our neighbors were Indian, so we had, like, uh, potlucks and things like that, so recently... Like over the last couple years, you know, my neighbors found out and stuff. They probably saw a battle of mine or something. And I, the last one they had, I didn't. I don't go to these things anymore. None of the kids do. But like the last one they had, they started playing one of my battles at the potluck, right? And they're like, "What is he saying? Why is he so angry?" Like obviously they didn't get it. But like, but like that made like like you said that made my mom be like, "Oh, I felt so proud." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah thanks." He's playing it around old Indian uncles and aunties like
1: <laughs> yeah it's like they they need that external validation before they right, can right. like fully be on board even even when my mm-hmm. situation is like similar to what you guys are saying it was like my, my parents were like like what are you doing You're just kind of wasting your time just focus on mm-hmm. school. But then, like, the first time I went out to Vancouver to do a show, that's when my dad was, like, telling everybody right. at work, like, yo, my son's mm-hmm. out, out west. He's traveling now. He's doing music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, doing yeah. This yep. So, it's like, they need, like, someone else to validate it before. They're like, all right, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yeah, That's that's exactly how it happened for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no.
0: Pop, Papa Noise was like, yo, man's are on tour right now. <laughs> 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 no, that's dope, though. Yeah. But, okay, so... So uh, where where does like music start coming into your life? Like a lot of us, obviously, like you know, through me for me it was like my older brothers showed me music, right? Your sister mm-hmm. is still close enough to you in age, but it's like mm-hmm. when do you first start getting the influence of music? And who are some of the, like the first people you started listening to? Well, Sikh
2: culture, Punjabi culture is very musical, right? Like yes, sir. you walk into a gurdwara, there's music playing you know what I mean? Punjabi music is played at all weddings, right? So like, I always liked music, but I never really related to Punjabi music, because I I, I wasn't hearing all of Punjabi music, I was just hearing the stuff played at like receptions. So it was either like really, really sad Punjabi songs, or like party Punjabi songs, right? And then um, I, I played instruments, I obviously played the tabla, right? And when I was in third grade, then I played the violin, I played the saxophone, um, okay. and, uh, I think that's it. Right. I, I, I was very into instruments and music and stuff, but I didn't, I didn't until like the first time I heard hip hop is when I felt something, you know what I mean? As cliche as it sounds, eight mile was my introduction to, uh, to okay. hip hop. Cause I was, I was eight years old then. Right. Yeah. Uh, my sister, uh, it was her birthday, a bunch of her friends came over, they rented 8 Mile, it's like the movie they were going to watch that night, right? And I sat there and watched it with them <laughs> as an 8 year old, <laughs> and I just just the way it opens up with shook ones, right?
0: Yeah. And then like
2: hearing Prodigy say, punch you in your face, stab your brain with your nose bone, how visual that was, and my yeah. little 8 year old mind like, what the fuck is this? This <laughs> shit <laughs> is crazy. And then seeing like the battle rap scene and like you know, how, how like aggressive it was, and and at the time, so, like, that's, what, 2002, 2003? So 9-11 had already happened. And when that happened in America, like, like from I was in, like, second grade, first week of second grade, that to, like, sixth grade, I got in, into fights all the time because somebody would say some shit, and I would, like, punch them in the face for it. Because I'd go to the Gurdwara and hear these kids talking about, like, we told the teacher, and the teacher didn't do anything, and it... You know, it didn't click back then, but looking back in it, back on it, it's like the teachers probably were prejudiced too. You yeah. know what I mean? They probably thought the same thing. So I was, I was always like fighting when I was a kid. So like seeing the battle rap scene and like how it's, it's like fighting with words, but it's also like the way they painted the whole story and how he was like defending himself. And you know, my eight-year-old brain ate it all up, right? And I wrote uh, my first rhyme after that. Um, and then I was just like a Shady Records fan until I was like, until 04, 05, right? I like I listened yeah. to 50, M, uh, D12, G-Unit, right? And then in like 2005, I saw um, a speech that M- Eminem gave and he was like naming all his influences. Like he was like, uh, you know, Big Daddy Kane, Cool G Rap, Big L, Big Pun, whoever, right? Pac Biggie. He, he said all all the names. And then that's when like my hip hop history started. So I was like fourth, fifth grade, and uh, LimeWire was around, you know what I mean? Yes, so like <laughs> that, that's what I was using to, you know, I'd type in Cool G rap, and then like four, five, six would come up, and I'd be like, all right, let me listen to this. And um, I just went back and listened to everything. And at the same time, uh, Smack DVDs, which were l- like the battle rap DVDs,
0: okay. were
2: were getting um they were getting made. And one of my friends, all my friends, most of my friends were black my, my whole life, just because they like related, you know what I mean? They're like, we got this has been happening, we got you. Let me show you how, <laughs> let me show you how you got to deal with this, right? So like, uh, one of my one of my boys, his dad worked in New York, and when he would come back from New York, he'd have like the Smack DVDs. So it would have like rappers interviews, uh, you know, people talking shit towards each other, and then battles at the end. And then you know he. My boy had all, like, he had hip-hop documentaries. He had, like, a whole bunch of stuff that, uh, like, the Artist 16 Bars. I don't know if you guys ever saw that. Like, things like that. And then um, I was introduced to the difference, like, the concept of a rapper versus an MC, right? Like, you got different kinds of rappers. You got fast rappers, slow rappers, battle rappers, love song rappers, whatever. And an MC is supposed to be able to do all of that stuff, right? So that's kind of what made me want to be like, that's what I want to be. I want to be able to do everything. I don't just want to be the the rapper that has one thing. You know what I mean? I want to know how to rhyme over a beat and I want to know how to battle. I want to know how to freestyle. I want to know how to perform. I want to know how to double time and rap on a slow beat, whatever, right? So um, that's so the first. So the, to answer your question, I'm long winded, my bad. Uh, no worries. The first. The first time I heard hip hop, it was just shady records, right? But then my favorite stuff, don't get me wrong, M is still one of my favorites, but like my favorite stuff was like Pac and, you know, Coolie Rap, Rock Him. Like uh, obviously the punchline rappers, Big L, Big Puns was crazy. Like all the all the hip hop, Lloyd Banks, I was a huge fan of him. Well, uh, sure. a, a lot of like the rapidy rappers were always the ones that I like, you know, <laughs> researched and studied, and uh, yeah, that 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 was my first taste of it. Because after eight mile, I, you know, the next couple years, I would write a rhyme, but I I wasn't consistent with it. I would do it every now and again, but then I started really doing it around the time I started listening to more hip hop, um, and yeah, just I just connected with it more than like I to this day i love punjabi music but like i just connect to hip-hop i don't know maybe it's because the expression maybe i could express it better i don't know
0: what it is but but yeah well, it's, it, it's more catered to the environment you're growing up in all right? right like you know right, like right. It, it's if we were still in the band maybe we you know but like punjabi music would cater to that right it's right, we right. would see what is being spoken about but you know we are we are raised in areas where hip hop is—it speaks for us, right? It—it right. tells a story of what is going on in your neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. And and you know, it's 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 easier for 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 a kid that's growing up here to kind of mm-hmm. just be like fall down that rabbit hole rather than Punjabi right. music. Yeah,
2: and just the stuff that was being talked about, like the struggle—it's about making it, you know? what I mean, like it was it was that uphill battle you know what i mean
0: most death, like most and
2: I, I definitely related to that more than you know partying
0: <laughs> it, it, it's funny like uh like I, I always tell people like yo when like when i first fell into hip fell into love with hip-hop like hip-hop mm-hmm. was just being played because i had the luxury of having way older brothers so like that mm-hmm. shit was just on from as as young as i remember but then as I grew older and kind of more so when I moved to Canada, like when I started understanding English is when I'm like, holy shit, like this person, what he's saying, which just used to be a rhythm to me, is like so meaningful. So right. then then it, that is when I fell into this rabbit hole. Like you said, I started studying the greats that mm-hmm. – the my certain favorite rappers would talk about, right? Mm-hmm. And this was all in the days where you would get a five million viruses just downloading one song, <laughs> right. Yeah. right? And it would take half a day, right?
2: Or, so or getting like, Rick Rolled. Remember the, the Rick yeah. Roll thing? Yeah. <laughs> you
0: download a song Bro, and it's not that. Oh my God, that shit. Or people just putting their own songs out or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it, was the, it was the worst. But it's like, it's funny now because now, look at the age we're in. Information <laughs> is so easily accessible. So yeah. it's like, these kids don't really have an excuse not to do diligence of studying the history because it's it's a click away. Like, yo, we Mm -hmm. were so passionate about it that we fucking sat on the internet for half a night trying to download one MP3, man. But uh, with that struggle is it kind of made us what we are. Right. Yep. Yep. And, and it was, at least for me, it was really
2: fun to go back and listen to the, the old guys. I think with the new generation, like, a 20 year old was born in 2000 so when they were 10 it was 2010 and the most popping rappers were along with Kendrick and Cole you still had the bubblegum shit right like you had the the regular you know four word choruses repeated over and over like you that's the kind of shit that they kind of grew up to mm-hmm. so like yeah they don't they don't have an excuse it's way easier now you could just go to youtube you don't have to like go <laughs> keep getting new fucking computers because you 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 fuck you fucked up your dad's computer because you kept downloading, you know Lauren Hill or whatever you were trying <laughs> to listen to, you know what I mean? Like, so like, yeah, that's what I think it is. But
1: do you recall your your very first battle?
2: Yeah. So all right, so <laughs> so I didn't show anybody that I rapped until like eighth grade, right? Because I, d- I probably wasn't confident enough, whatever, right? And then I uh, I showed like one of my friends, and then he was like, "Yo, that's dope. You should show people." So like in eighth grade, um, me one of my boys would beatbox. This just sounds so old school, but it's 2008, <laughs> right? Like we like we we would, one of them he would beatbox like the "Touch It" drum pattern, right? Yeah. And then me and my me and my boy had our own little remix to it. And we would just go to lunch tables, like, performing it for people or whatever. But so, like, everybody in eighth grade knew who I was. And then when I moved to high school in ninth grade, it was, like, only my grade knew. But, like, the 10th, 11th, and 12th graders didn't know that I was a rapper, right? So, obviously, there's the shock because nobody ever sees a sick rapper anywhere, right? And back back in the day, I was skinny. I had glasses on, right? So, like, people didn't believe it. So, I would have to show, like... I would just rap. And then the reactions I would get, looking back on it now, I know it was like shock factor. And I was pretty good. But like that, those two things combined made people like flip out. Like, yo, this kid is crazy, right? So the, the turning point in high school was we had like a delayed opening or something. So everybody was in the gym and somebody was rapping. I had a lot of rappers in my high school. Somebody was rapping and they were like, yo, that kid raps too. And then I rapped and I said this line, it's so stupid. I just rhymed, uh, hit, <laughs> I just rhymed the hit backflips with gymnastics, but I like broke it down and I guess I looked like it was more comp, like hit backflips like gymnastics. I said something like that.
0: People like, oh,
2: right? That was the first time I got a reaction. So I was like, that's dope, right? So then some of the upperclassmen, right? Like they came, so then I was confident by then. Like I'll just show people these little seven raps that I have, right? That I have memorized or whatever. But, so like, it was a 10th grader and two 11th graders or something. They came up to me one day and they were like, yo, you rap, right? I was like, yeah. And they were like, let me hear something. So I'm rapping. It's before Homeroom. Then they start rapping. They're like, we rap too. They start rapping. But they're like rapping at me. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like, they're like battling me. And I didn't I didn't know what was going on because I was like, everything I had wasn't very It wasn't, like, punchline-based. It was just rhyming a lot, and maybe I'd have punchlines in there, but it wasn't, like, a battle rap-style verse. And all three of them took turns dissing me, right? I got (laughs) jumped, right, basically. And I had nothing to say because all my rhymes were about myself. I never wrote, like, attacking somebody. So I was mad. There was, like, a Monday or something, right? (laughs) I went home. I wrote, like, probably... Six minutes of some shit, right? But this time it was more. I, I was, I had like Big L in my mind. I was like, I need to rhyme like that. Cassidy was around a, a couple years before that. I was like, that's how I need to, I need to make a verse where I have like reaction-worthy lines. So I just wrote one of those, and I memorized it by like Friday or something. And then I went to their lunch table again, and I was like, yo, let's battle again or whatever. One of these dudes wasn't even a rap, rapper. He he would rap the same verse over and over and come come to find out, come to find out it was a Beanie Siegel verse. It wasn't even his verse. Oh, right? So I, I remember coming to that epiphany like years later when I like went back because Beanie was one of the people that I like I didn't get to check out and then I checked him out. I was like, wait, that was the verse that this dude always would rap or whatever. So like I, I started like battling them and then – uh. Like, I actually responded this time, you know what I mean? And then they they didn't have anything after that or whatever. So I I guess it's like a week-long battle or whatever. But uh, (laughs) since then, I I used to battle all the time, man. Like, um, the studio I used to record at was in Newark. And um, the owner of the studio would always talk about me and and my boys. I had two boys with me that would always rap. And uh, how talented we were for like our age because we were like what 14 15 at the time and then so like i would battle over there like uh if there was a rapper there i would just battle people there and that's that's like where i got introduced to battle rap there's been a couple times like i was battling and then it turned into a fight just because it wasn't like orchestra there was no money on the line none of that it was just it was like bets you know what i mean like i bet twenty dollars on my boy or whatever
0: you know what I mean? So that, it, it sounds like it sounds like you were you were kind of becoming an artist but mm-hmm. battle rapping was just kind of part of that and you just happened to be really fucking good at it.
2: Yeah, I I think I think it was I mean fighting a lot growing up is probably what helped me with it, you know what I mean? Getting yeah. into a lot of fights because you kind of have the you kind of have that like like you've it's like you've been in the ring before, right? So, like, I was just making this analogy, like, if you get in a fight six months ago and then you fight now, you're not going to be as good as if you got in a fight a week after your last fight. You know what I mean? You, you The ring rust is worn off or whatever. So, like, when it comes to just when you're battling just confrontation or, like, aggression, if, like, you've seen it a lot, you kind of get, like, you kind of know how you work in the, in that situation. You know what I mean? So I think that's probably what helped with that. But also, like I said, I was introduced to the concept of an MC. Battle rap and making music used to be the same thing. Like, all the greats battled too. Jay-Z, Nas, Eminem, all of them battled because it was part of just being an MC. There was no separation. The separation came when, you know, people like uh, Cannabis, as crazy as he was, or like Jin were like known for being battle rappers, but then their albums wouldn't be as good. So then the separation came where people were like, oh battle rappers don't make good music. And then people would just be like, I'm just a battle rapper, or I don't battle, I just make music. Or I think that's where the separation came from. But I think most just MCs, if you competitively rap, or even if you're just even if you're just a rapper and you think your shit is crazy. Like, you've probably, you guys have probably gotten in some form of a battle, whether it was a cipher bro, or like
0: anything. Bro, the way we, the, that's how we met. <laughs> like, that, that's the crazy part is like, it wasn't a battle, but it was like, yo, yeah. my boy here spits too. All right. Yeah, and then exactly. It's like, oh, exactly. You, you've heard noise. All right. So it's like, Real. It was literally the day of of my first ever show, all right, and that was Humble Poet. I put on a show. I'd never met Humble Poet before. He fucking Mm -hmm. he just put me on his bill as like a just like just off me sending him some songs online. So for the first time ever, I'm I've just gotten off stage. I'm feeling like all high and mighty, like Mm -hmm. yo, holy shit, like you know, I did something I never thought I would be able to do. Then I'm outside. I see one of the homies who who ends up being wow, both our homies, and he's like, "Yo, my boy here, noise like he he spits too," and I'm like, "Okay, yo," and like usually when somebody says that, like yo, the homie's ass at rapping, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> drunk friends who freestyles when they're drunk, right? Right. But it, yeah, it, it yeah. came out it's like the way like noises are lyricists. so it's yeah, like yeah. that show was like holy fuck and i was like mm-hmm. i was i'm not gonna lie i was pretty drunk at that point right so yeah. i was like head, i'm like yo i can't just spit no garbage right now and it's like right. i can't even tell you what i spent i'd like to think i at least kept up <laughs> but it was like that is how we were introduced and that's kind of that is the essence of hip-hop right it's yeah, a, yep. as, like you said as an mc and a person who studied the the culture it's a lot mm-hmm. more than being a rapper right yeah Yep. But uh I, was, I just have to you, share that. St-
2: you guys you guys know that too with like cause you guys tour and you guys performed a lot before. I remember I asked I think I asked Noise cause I was about to start performing again. Uh obviously battle rap performing on that stage is different than performing with music behind you. I think I asked for advice like what do you yeah, think yeah, or whatever. But that. yeah, but like you that's that's part of it. It's not just being a rapper. It's like all of that stuff. So like people that take pride in their work. No matter what you do, if your if your homie like, yo, he does it too, there's a little competitive side of you that's like, all right, but well, my shit's probably better though, <laughs> you know? What yeah, I mean? yeah. Like
1: <laughs> So like, yeah,
2: every so yeah, if you're a rapper, I think most rappers have probably got into something like that. It might have not been a battle, but it could have just been a cipher, and then some dude went, and you're like, damn, this guy's good, you know what I mean? Let me let me show what I got or whatever. So.
0: Yeah, like, we're, we kind of became a group just because because it was like, yo, this guy's really good. Like, you know, it's like we, we it was kind of like admiration, right? Like, yo, yeah. this guy can keep up with me. Like, obviously, like, every rapper thinks they're the best.
1: But yeah, it's like, you yeah. still
0: take notice of when there's other good rappers. But yeah. as a rapper, you should feel like you can take that man's head off. Of course. Right? And it's course. like, the, the good thing about when we created Move and Cool, it was just, it's like a it's it's a friendly competition, right? Mm, Every song is a friendly competition where it's like, yo, holy fuck, this guy just sent me a voice note and it's fire. I can't just mm. come with no garbage ass verse now and it's like blah 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 <laughs> and it's back and forth, right? But it's like yeah. that is ultimately what makes you a better rapper. And if you really yeah. care about this shit, then you're going to try to elevate your fucking game in whatever way you can. And this 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 culture is built off that little competitiveness, man. Mm.
2: That's 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 why it's not like any other uh, genre of music. I don't think like country singers are competitive in the studio in that sense. You know what I mean? Oh, no. But like, that's the same thing. Like when you guys took my head off on Elements, like when I sent you guys that shit, <laughs> I was like, I gotta have a verse that's gonna make them go. Cause now I'm going first, and I can't change the shit. I have to send you something that's that has to keep up with what you guys do. And I know you guys are gonna friendly. You're friendly in a friendly way, but you're going to try to take my head off, too. So, like, yeah, I love that. I love that about uh, hip-hop.
1: Yeah, man. Just to just kind of to add on to that, I did a verse. Uh, I'm not going to name names because the track's not out yet, and I don't want to, mm-hmm. like, put them on blast. But, like, <laughs> I did a verse um, for a couple of guys. And then so two guys were already on the track. I was the last one to record. I sent mm-hmm. my vocals over. And then a couple months later, the producer, he mixed everything down and sends me the... Like uh, a mix of it, so I'm listening to it and I'm like, wait, one of those guys. That's not the same verse that I heard. So he mm-hmm. he switched his verse after <laughs> <Yeah>. I recorded. <laughs> right, right.
2: <laughs> that's that's a great feeling too. Like yeah. even with my boy, like one of my boys that I rap with to this day. If like we we like to go back and forth sometimes, like four bars, four bars, eight bars, whatever, right? And if I if he spits four. And then I'm like, all right, I'ma rhyme with what you just said, and I think of something that's like crazier than his four. It's gonna make him be like, all right, hold on, let me change this four real quick. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? That it's it's dope because that keeps like the quality of the song, you know,
0: yeah. high. Uh, when yeah. when was your first time battling where it's like, yo, there's a crowd, whether it was a card mm-hmm. or not, like where there's actually like, yo, know, it's not just the lunch, uh, it's not like the 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 lunchroom cafeteria anymore. Right. Right.
2: Um. I performed at this place called uh, Club Pyramid. Um, okay. I was I was. It's in New York. It was like a showcase, and um, they had some dude from like a record label there. That was their selling point. But all those showcases are the same. It's just what you know, coming up and coming artists paying the club to perform. You know, the record label guy is not going (laughs) back to his label with any of you guys, no matter how dope (laughs) you guys are. He's not going back to Jay-Z. Like, yo, there was this kid at Club Pyramid. Like, (laughs) that's how they used to sell that. But it was one of those showcases. Uh, I was in 12th grade, and uh, me and my boy went up there. We rapped. It was crazy. And I battled some dude there in the intermission between, like, a performance or something. It's a very short battle, but that's the first time there was, like, like a lot of people there watching a the battle and i like destroyed this kid because i was like ready by then right but uh that but like in high school yeah, even though it was like lunchroom stuff there was still a lot of people in the lunchroom you know what i mean so like mm-hmm. i was used to getting reaction i did my talent show a lot um it was called music fest in high school and okay. i had this uh i had this one thing i used to just rhyme a lot man i i was like uh it was 10th grade and i said uh uh, my music's mad, my music's sad, mad, sadistic, catchy and ferocious, cause I'm super supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, right? I said that, and the crowd fucking went crazy. Like, obviously there's a bunch of high schoolers and stuff, so I was used to getting reaction and, and, and performing in front of crowds. But um, my first time like battling for like a league was in 2015. There was a tournament by a league called UW. Which Arsenal? He's like the most viewed battle rapper. It was his league, and it was in Jersey. It's a sixteen-man tournament, and the tournament would each round would happen like after like two months, so it wasn't like a sixteen people in one day kind of thing. You know what yeah. I mean? That, but that was my first in to battle rap, and uh, and I won the tournament, so that's when I oh. first got got got
1: into battle rap. Yeah, can you can you talk a little bit about the the preparation that goes into a battle because Sometimes I'm watching these battles and guys are rapping literally like an entire album's worth of bars. just it's this one bro. battle.
2: Oh my God, like, <laughs>
1: bro. I'm going, <laughs> like how, it how long do you <laughs> have to prepare for when, when so, you know you got a battle coming up? Like how much mm-hmm. prep time do you put into that?
2: It, de- it depends on the league. Right. So like I have a battle on Saturday and I was told about it when my last battle ended, like <laughs> when the battle was over, they were like, all right, two weeks later, uh, Cause um, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with uh, like what I've been doing, but um, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm on I'm on URL, the yes, biggest sir. battle that's rap big, league, right? So they they get they're hosting their battles on um, this app called Caffeine, and Caffeine just signed a deal with Drake to promote battle rap more, right? So like that's the platform that we're getting, right? It's like a lot of people, and I just battle there, and throughout the whole night, um. It was a tournament style, too. And uh, uh, I battled this dude. The judges couldn't decide. It was split two-two. It was so dramatic. It went to the fans, and the fans knew him more because that was my second battle on URL, and they gave it to him. But the, the rest of the night, there was like, bring real sick back. And it had like 800 thumbs-ups. You know what I mean? So they're like, we, we got to do like a wild card or something. And there was this mm-hmm. other kid uh, who the judges didn't give it to, but he was really good, too. His name is Kid Chaos. So I'm battling him on saturday right and i like so i had to write literally on the plane going back home what i'm trying to write and nothing is coming to me because like i just battled you know what i mean like <laughs> it's it's like i i don't i don't want to think about battle rap anymore but i wrote three rounds uh it's two minutes each about um so that's about like 40 bars depending on how you rap right so I, I, tra- I, I wrote that in, in about four or five days, and then you just have to start memorizing. This is the quickest I think I've ever had to prepare for a battle. But usually it's like a month, month and a half. A league will call you, yo, we're throwing an event. Uh, the, uh, this is going to be the main event. Uh, you know, what do you need, like, to get here or whatever? Like, what what compensation, travel if you need it, whatever, right? And then you just... Start preparing. You agree to the time limits. You know it's three rounds. Uh, normal battle rap is three rounds, three minutes each. So that's nine minutes of material. And uh, you know it's acapella, so it's like a song with no hook. Each round is a song with no mm. hook, right? And it, and uh, the preparation is just it's it's this. I hate it so much, man, because it's like <laughs> <laughs> this is this is why it's like you're it's like you wrote a song that you're going to perform, but you keep listening to it over and fucking over again because there's no other takes. It's one take. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm. That's it. You. It doesn't matter how you rehearsed it. The only thing that matters is how you deliver it on stage, which is on YouTube forever. You know what I mean? You can't change anything about that. You can't say, all right, take two, like, like in a studio or something. So you have to be perfect. But, you you're supposed to have these lines that are going to make the crowd have a reaction, right? And the the I always talk about the first reaction. Your first reaction to something is the most authentic reaction cuz you didn't you didn't hear it before whatever it is, an album, a song, a line, whatever. You can never get that first reaction back no matter how many times you say the line over or listen to the song over. That first reaction stays just that moment in time. That's it. So if I think of a line in that moment, I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Maybe a little more that like, if I rehearse it a little more, I'll still think it's crazy. But after three weeks of saying the line over <laughs> and over again, you kind of start second guessing. There's a lot of second guessing with, uh, with your material because like you're, it's kind of like stand up comedy. I compare it to that a lot because you have this material that you have, you're like sharpening up little things, like should I say then or the over here, like little little tiny things like that. You're like brushing up on, and then uh, you're you're focusing on your vocal inflection, right? I can't be monotone the whole time. I have to go da 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 on this part, and this part I have to say with a smile, so the crowd knows I'm joking. You know what I mean? All these little like nuances that you have to, or at least that I focus on, right? That you have to make sure that you get. On, on the stage at that point. So, like, the preparation is very grueling. And I always tell the people around me, like, if I have a battle coming up, especially if it's two weeks out, I might have, my, I might have a shorter temper. <laughs> you know what I mean? I might have less <laughs> patience because it's also a, a horrible place mentally to be. You're thinking about one person for this amount of time every day, even if you don't write anything. It's going to cross your mind I got a battle coming up because – it's two extremes. It can either go really well or, like, even if the battle is okay, you're going to feel it for, until your next battle, right? Uh, thankfully, I've never gotten booed, Knock on wood, but, like, I'm pretty sure if I ever said a line and I got booed for it, I'd be traumatized, right? Like, yeah. you're going to feel that for a long amount of time after the battle is done. So, like, it's it, it's so weird because you spend all this time preparing this material, you get on stage, you say it, and then saying it is kind of like like taking a weight off your chest. That's what it feels like, because it's like this is what I've been preparing for this whole time. Now I just delivered it. So, like sometimes, if you ask me right after I had a battle, I probably won't be able to remember this stuff as good as I remembered it because I'm I just forgot about it now. I'm like, all right, that I got it off my chest. That's how it that's how it kind of feel, feels, but it is worth it. Because getting reaction, uh, an immediate reaction to your material and then getting off stage and seeing the fans come up to you, pictures, handshakes, yo, let me get you a drink, yo, I'd, I'd never heard of you before, but now I'm a fan, like things like that, that's all worth it. But the preparation is definitely grueling.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah. it's funny that you mentioned like stand-up comedy. I never thought of it like that, but it is because mm-hmm. it's like, think about it, you're setting up this joke Exactly. And what, if, what yeah. if that money line doesn't fucking hit? Because in your <laughs> exactly. mind, it's like it's like, yo, <laughs> yeah. this is the line that gonna people people are gonna be fucking hysterical, yeah. right? But fucking what? Like, did you ever have like a moment like that where you're like, this line is gonna fucking people are gonna lose their mind? Of Whether course, went over <laughs> people's heads yeah. or they just didn't like it. Did you ever have like one of those first moments where you're like, fuck, like, yeah. where that one was gonna be? Because
2: because that's the thing when you have one of those. You have to keep going. You can't yeah, just, yeah. you can't, and like you know, the, da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, and then nothing happens. You can't yeah. be like, oh, y'all didn't get it. <laughs> I'm, I, I was talking like this. <laughs> like, you have to just keep going. Yeah, of course. I've had a couple of those where, like, it was interesting. My last battle, because of COVID, there wasn't a lot of people there. So, there was probably only like 20 people in the building or something. So, it was like rapping without a crowd. Now, Now, granted, I still got reactions where I had to. You know, because I was going crazy. But, like, mm-hmm. it was it was good because I kind of had it in my mentality. Like, nobody's going to react. Just go through your shit. But, like, when you're preparing for a battle, you have to. you sit, I learned not to write in a way to where I write a line and I'm like, they're going to go crazy for this. Because if you do that, you'll be expecting it. And if it doesn't happen, it can throw you off. So you kind of just have to write what you think is good. And that's the thinking, like, I think it's good. What if they don't, you know what I mean? Or what if this is so layered, I get it, but I don't present it in a way that's going to be able to be understood right away. Like people are going to have to hear it again to get it. Um, I've had a lot of those. I can't specifically think of one where like, but it's, it's definitely happened. Like, I can't, I can't think of any right now.
0: No, nah, nah, like, no, worries, no worries. I just wanted to I'm know. I'm pretty sure, like,
2: yeah. It's, it's happened a lot, but like I know, I know in my first couple battles, if it happened, it definitely, it definitely like made me think. Because this is the thing: when you're battling, at least for me, I'm I've already memorized the material, so I'm I'm on autopilot, right? Yeah. The vo- the vocal in- uh, inflections, the movements I'm doing with my hands, whatever. Like that's all like organic. It's not like plan the vocal inflections might be planned but like that's on autopilot
0: so my it's mind like, it's like a muscle memory
2: yeah cuz i've done it so many times yeah. i've rehearsed it over and over and, you know what i mean that's
0: what you're presenting
2: you're presenting i think this is good here you go what do you think well, yeah like you know even
0: I mean? even with like yo it's like it's like when when we perform right like i like i'm the worst at like sometimes like forgetting lines right like mm. noise probably knows my verses better than i do right, right, saves right, me right. The right. Time. but the trick is like the fir- the more we started performing and performing i realized even if there's a hiccup the crowd is not gonna know unless right, i right. show them exactly that right and that's I, the I, thing. It's like i guess the more and more you battle the more you realize okay if that one didn't stick let me just yeah. go hard on the next line and hopefully th- whenever it does stick you're gonna yeah. know all right let it breathe let them react let them react yeah. and then let my next line but if mm. that line didn't hit like that okay just let's fast forward go to the next yeah. line eh. yeah since i
2: think it was my second battle i had to i had to switch my material around to where I had something in my third round, but he mentioned it in his second, so I had to like mid verse take like eight bars out of my third and put it in my second. You know what I mean? Like s- switch them there and then go. remember like the connector is different. And when I found out I could do that, the reason I was talking about you know how punchlines are are easy. What I mean is they're easier to remember because it's usually only four bars. So like what I started doing since my second or third battle was just writing battle verses in my head if i'm doing a song like if i I got you guys on the song i'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna write but like a battle verse is easier to memorize because it's just the four you got four bars and then if you think of something you want after it you just have to connect it so like the last word is gonna be you're gonna rhyme with that in the first word for your next bar you know what i'm saying and you're just it's easier to memorize that way there's a rhythm to it um So I I just started doing that, but it's repetition. The repetition is what helps you memorize it. You know what I mean? Like, just saying it over and over again is, is frustrating as it is. So, like, with this material that I got, I have to know it by Saturday. I know most of it, but there's, like, little parts that I'm like, oh, fuck, what's next? And I'm like, I can't do that when there's a camera on me. So I have to, like, I have to get these little things down and remember it. So it's just repetition. I might record a voice memo. You know, I mean, listen to that over or, you know,
1: whatever. Recently you battled in the U.K. Um, What was the how was the battle rap circuit in the U.K. compared to the U.S.? Oh, man, it's it's so different.
2: The the crowd is like the King of the Dot crowd, like in Canada, meaning like King of the Dot everywhere, basically, except like the East Coast and in the U.S. Battles are fun. Like a battle event is fun for uh, a lot, for most of battle rap. Like if you go to um, a King of the Dot event or if you go in the UK or even if you go on the West Coast in California, the people are there, they're having fun, they're drinking, you know what I mean? It's like, you can relax a little bit. There's not as much tension. But like a URL battle is very, like the tension is high. Like it's more aggressive. There's more like, It's more serious, right? In the UK, you can joke, right? I can crack on my opponent for like a whole round and it's not going to be looked at as like a negative, like, oh, he was just joking. Like in URL, that's how people might look at it. Like, he was funny. Yeah, I was laughing because everybody's trying to be a tough guy. It was like, yeah, that was funny, but, you know, (laughs) where were the bars? (laughs) Like, (laughs) dumbest (laughs) shit ever. But, um, But yeah, so like in the UK... Just that experience was crazy because that was the first time. That was the furthest I've ever flown. Six hours. I've never had that. Oh, well, actually, I went to California. That's Guggan was there, too. Yes, uh, or Magic, sir. my bad. Yeah. Yes, uh, but yeah, so like England or whatever was, was crazy for me because I'm like, the whole time I'm, I'm on my way there, I'm like, yo, I'm getting flown to rap. Like, <laughs> I've been <laughs> rapping and I'm getting flown to rap i'm getting paid to rap like that was crazy to me and then you know just getting there and seeing like the culture shock they got a sugar tax so there's like a lot of things that are supposed to have sugar don't have sugar in them so the food is <laughs> kind of you know what i mean <laughs> and then like and then like the, the things that are like you know funny to americans might not be funny to like the sense of humor was different you know what i mean like just seeing the different like things in our culture they know about six a lot more than they do in america like in, in the uk they know who we are the same way they you know in america they don't really there's a lot of people that don't know the difference between a Sikh and a muslim and, and all that um so and then that was the biggest stage i ever performed on too so uh th- the guy that was headlining his name is Shadi Hora, and he's like he was making a comeback after five years. He became, like, an artist after battle rap. You know, he was famous. He was really famous. So there was a lot of people there. It was on a big stage in a big venue. Like, I was jet-lagged. That was my first time experiencing that. Like,
1: <laughs> I, I
2: like if, if I laid down, I would have been out for, like, eight hours, bro. That's how I was jet-lagged. But when I was on stage, luckily my opponent went first. So that was good because you get to, you know shake the cobwebs off you get to get the feel of the room like what everybody's gonna like you know what i mean what what the mood is in the room so like i it, i can't i can't explain it it was great i had i, I had an amazing performance uh 67 of the fans voted that that performance was the best international performance of the year last year okay. so which was crazy because you know International doesn't just mean America. People from Ireland came over to battle there, Australia, like all these different countries came, and 67%, that's a huge margin, voted that I had the best performance on that league from an international battler, which was crazy because I'm thinking, yo, I was jet lagged, bro. Like, I'm pretty sure if I wasn't, maybe that would have helped something, but yeah, that was a crazy experience. I was mic'd up, so I'm hearing like my voice. On the, on the speakers, as I'm rapping, that's a weird experience, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it was a crazy experience, but it was, it was amazing at the same time. The fans there are, are way more uh, happy, too, because they don't... Battle rap isn't as, you know, it doesn't happen as often over there as it happens in America. So they were more, like, grateful, I guess. Like, they were more happy and more in tune, because they were like, this doesn't always happen. You know, they have a battle event maybe once every three months. In America, there's a battle league in every state, throwing a battle event every weekend. You know what I mean? We're like more spoiled with it in America. So the the fans were crazy over there. Like uh, the experience with every everything was just incredible about the UK.
1: Did you ever encounter any sort of like racism, discrimination, as like in the battle rap scene in the U.S.?
2: Not off stage, because mm. you know on stage it's a it's a it's a show.
1: It's right? free for so, all. You say whatever you yeah, want. Right? You can yeah, people
2: say whatever. Hip hop is a black culture, so if you're not black and you're battling, they're going to tell you about it. White battle rappers can be good for 10 years, they can be legends, and you're always going to get white jokes, right? <laughs> Hispanic battle rappers can be in it for a long time, they're always going to get Hispanic jokes, right? So it comes with the territory. I know it's. I don't mind it at this point. I'm just like, be creative. Don't do the same regular stereotypical jokes man like obviously i'm a battle rapper my appearance is gonna get they're attacking everything about you like everything that's why i keep a lot of like my my personal life like hit like i don't want people to know it because god forbid i post i could post a father's happy father's day Show me and my dad just smiling. <laughs> next battle. Yo, your dad looks like this. Pull, pull up the like, fucking picture. On, yo, yeah, oh then they got God. the picture there. Like, so I'm not ruthless, trying to do bro. that. Yeah, they're ruthless. <laughs> like, it'll be in the comments, too, for something. Like, I saw, um, uh, I forget which battle rapper it was, but somebody posted, like, it was his mom's birthday or something. And in the comments, yo, when's your next battle? <laughs> it's like, yo, you not posted about that. Like, battle, battle rap is, is crazy in that sense. But off stage, it's always like – it's like getting in a fight with somebody and becoming friends with them after, right? But yeah. like like in the sense of you just went at it for three rounds, no matter what the outcome is, most of the time, a battle ends with a handshake. And now you're cool sure with the respect. person.
0: Yeah, yep. it's and, just, and you're just cool like an MMA person. fight, a boxing fight. Most yeah. of the time, yeah, there's going to be bad blood because ultimately, that's what drives us men to be competitive, right? Yeah. You've got – even if there is no shit, it's just like, like the Jordan doc. We like, you know, mm-hmm. I just watched that shit and I'm like, yo, he created that competitiveness by just creating rivalries in his head. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and that, that's what it, it took, it takes certain people to get to a certain point mm-hmm. to be like, you know, but, but the thing is like all sports, you should have the, you know, the honor and dignity to shake the yeah. man's hand, whether, whether you
1: win or lose. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't be I've a never- Thomas man. <laughs> so I, yeah,
2: so like yeah, there's no discrimination and stuff off camera. Obviously on stage people say whatever. I think I've never really had a problem with anybody I was battling. There was only one. Um there was this dude named Funeral Fame. Uh we didn't have a problem after the battle, but before the battle, like the day of, he was just talking a lot of shit, man. And me and my brother, you know, we were in the venue, whatever and we got in, like, a screaming match with him. And this kid, like, shout out to him. But he was, like, 5'2". I'm, like, well, who is he yelling at? So, like, <laughs> if, if you see the battle, I'm very aggressive in that battle. I'm, like, pu- like pushing him. I'm, like, he t- turned around. I followed him. I'm, like, you know what I mean? Like, I was very aggressive in that battle only because of that. But most of the time, it's very, like, so, like, the, the battle I just had, me and me and the dude I battled, uh, his name's Jay the Nightwing. Don't ask, ask him. Right, but uh, <laughs> his he's really good. He's really good, and uh, we were chilling the whole time, like that. We were there, we were cool. But in the battle, in the heat of the moment, he like, like he like grabbed my shirt, and I had to like push him off. You know what I mean? I was I slapped his chest while I was rapping, like shit like that. happens. shit, shit like that happens, like in the heat of the moment, because you're saying sure. so many like you're also saying like. Uh, to add to what I was saying before, you're in a negative mind state when you think of battle rap. Because you're not saying nice things about the guy. You know what yeah. I mean? You're thinking about, all right, he's, I, I always look at it in a defensive way too. Like, he's going to, I don't know how deep he's going to go with his stuff. So I got to swing for the fences to defend myself. You know what I mean? For sure. But like, yeah, the, the, the fights and stuff in battle rap happen like once every couple years. Like for the most part, it's just yeah. Can't it's shake it's, after, it's you know? not as common
0: yeah. as they make it seem, right? And I feel like as uh, as battle rap has grown, that kind of mm-hmm. just like yo yo like fucking we gotta act professionally or the world won't look at exactly. us as professionals, right? So I definitely think it's changed a lot. Yeah,
2: and there's money involved now too. So yeah, like,
0: you don't want to fuck up the bag, bro. Yeah, you
2: get you, you only get your first half when when they book you for a battle. You get your second half after you perform. So you okay. don't want to fuck that up. If you, I mean, violence and stuff is in the contract for the battle. So that's part of it too. There'll be like a contract. We're going to pay this much. He's going to get this much before the battle, this much after. It's on this date. All that stuff is in the contract. Yeah. And like if he, you know, causes a fight, he doesn't get his second half. That's that's probably, that's, that's like how it works. So it doesn't matter. Like the, the corny part is some people will know that. And they'll try to push your buttons on stage, like the poking your chest a little too much, or like something like that. Luckily, it's never happened to me. But I yeah, mean, yeah. like, you can see it. It's like, you know, it's like the guy that tries to start a fight, then hide behind the bouncer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that happens sometimes <laughs> too. Sure. Like, you, sure. you know, if I hit you, I'm not getting my second half.
0: You know what I mean? It's <laughs> so, like, not worth it. Yeah, it's not worth it. People are going to talk about your race and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? But there's also the positive side of it. You know, you yeah. now represent Punjabis in a sport where there is no... I, I didn't know of any other battle rapper mm-hmm. be- before you, right? But it's like, how has the love been? And it's like, for me, it was like, I met you and your brother, but it's dope to see you and your brother right behind you. And he's not hes not as crazy as some hype mans I've seen out mm-hmm. there, but, you know, mm-hmm. he's, still, he's still there supporting you. What's it like mm-hmm. to be like... With your brother, the only two things in the building most mm-hmm. of the time, and representing yeah. culture. And what has the feedback been like now that you've grown to a to a bigger scene?
2: I, I love when me and my brother walk in, we're the only six in there, and like we stick out like sore thumbs. But I love that, you know what I mean? Because it's like people know, like as as my notoriety started going up and stuff, it was like. It was a respect thing. So, like, people respect you for being you. You know what I mean? If you're not trying to be anything else, like, that's part of the reason I have sick in my name. It was kind of like getting the elephant out the room, but also at the same time showing, like, yo, I'm not trying to be anything else. You know what I mean? I'm just, granted, I thought of the name when I was, like, 13, and I thought I was a genius. Like, oh, real sick, real sick. Oh, shit. Right? But, like. It just stuck Ugh. since then, but 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 that that was the main reason. Like, I wanted to also. So, like I said, Sikhs weren't as aren't as known at least where I grew up in America. Like, people would always be like, you know, what's on your head? And it's like it's a turban. Oh, you're Muslim? No, I'm not Muslim. Oh, are you Hindu? No, no, no I'm Sikh. They're like, what? Said, I'm yeah. Sikh. Oh, oh, Sikh? And it's like no, Sikh. <laughs> like that's how. So like that would always happen. So I was like, if I if I have Sikh in my name and I get you know, any kind of notoriety, little just in first grade isn't going to have to explain to his, you know, his friend what it is, because they kind of know what a sick might look like.
0: Yes, and sir.
2: so, like, one of the responses that I, I always try to clear up is like people see real sick and they think I'm trying to say I'm the model of a sick. Like, this is what all six are supposed <laughs> to look like. And it's like, no, that the, the real comes in just from the double entendre. Of like rap, it came like I, I I like rapped one time and somebody was like, yo, that was sick, that was real sick, and I was like, oh shit, real sick. Maybe I could do something with that. That's where it came from. But like when it says real sick, and then people are like, you you call yourself a real sick, but uh you you drink or like you know uh, you trim your beard, and it's like I'm not saying I'm a baptized Nahung sick, you know what I mean? Like I'm not trying to say I'm that. I'm not trying to say I follow it to like by the book. You know what I mean? But I'm just trying to bring attention to our people, number one, and number two, just represent. Um, So, like, I love that part about going into battle rap with because there's no... I'm the first sick battle rapper. Uh, Maybe there was some somewhere else, but, I mean, on URL, the biggest platform in battle rap, there hasn't been any. So uh, I like that a lot. Most of the response has just been you know people being proud you know what i mean like yo i'm proud to see another sick up there and then people that aren't sick the i love like when somebody was doing a reaction video to one of my battles and they were like real sick uh yeah i think he's muslim like they didn't know what sick <laughs> was so then they searched it up and they was like oh Sikhism. it was created in punjab and india and they like researched it and now yeah. there's more people that know about six you know what i mean like uh so that response is crazy and just the another dope response is people that just don't care about that and they're just like yo you're dope it doesn't matter like i know like some people might try to bring it up but that doesn't matter to me you're nice you know what i mean so like that's been a really dope response too
0: okay i feel like we've covered fucking most of the shit man like uh any any plans around. for uh, another project? Obviously, we were on the last project, yeah, but yeah. Uh, obviously, it, it's very time consuming to be in the battle rap world because, like you said, it te- it does it's, it's you got to practice, practice, practice up until yeah. the day that you go up there, right? So yeah, it's, uh, it's, like, um, it's like are you gonna a, are you gonna find time to maybe yeah, maybe so I, once I it kind of slows down?
2: I have a lot of songs. It's like the song "Getaway" that uh, Noise produced. I always feel bad when I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll work <laughs> on it, and then I got you. But then, like, I'll have, like, a battle coming up, and I'll be like, ah. Like, damn, like, d- sit, like, because I'm a perfectionist, so, like, if, if I say one word wrong, I'm going to have to do the take all over again, so a whole day goes to recording for me. But, like, I always feel bad with things like that, because I'm like, damn, like, it, battle rap is really time, because it's really mind-consuming, too. Like, yeah. it's, it's it's a switch. You have to rap differently on a song than you rap in a battle. You know what I mean? Like, in a song, you can be more, like, you can rhyme a little bit more. You don't have to have a punchline every four bars, right? You can, like, chill, ride the beat. It's more about a vibe, whereas battling is, like, each word has to be there for a reason. So, like, um, yeah, I have a lot of music that's, you know, it's not fully mixed yet it's just rough mixes but i have a lot of music i have a lot of beats that i wrote to that i didn't record yet but yeah the goal is definitely to start putting that stuff out i mean i have all these eyes on me i don't want to just be known as a battle rapper you know what i mean i want to be known as an mc that does everything you know what i mean I, a lot of people haven't even heard me on a beat they don't even know i could be on a beat because some battle rappers don't even know how to do that you know what I mean? Yeah. They'll be off beat and in like the on like the down beat instead of the like <laughs> they, they won't they won't know how to be like good on beat or switch flows. That's why when I battle, I usually have a flow to what I'm rapping because I started rapping on beats. You know what I mean? So music's always gonna be there. Music's definitely gonna come out. And hopefully I can get you guys on the
0: next one. That's good to hear. We got to return the favor too, man. We need you on a moving cool track soon. Hey man, I'll do, I'll do whatever. Dusty loose is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And you got to cut, you got to come up here and check us and we got to do the next podcast in the, in the studio, man. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, of course, man. Well, yeah, just before we wrap up, we like to close each episode
1: by having everybody on the show, name one thing that they're grateful for. It could be, an object in your life it could be a person in your life just any energy that you want to honor
2: i'm grateful for my family as cliche as it is because uh you know they raised me to be who i am today and all the stuff that uh was instilled in me as a kid you know it's from them so definitely grateful for that because uh they could have if they messed up i could have been an asshole (laughs) or i could have (laughs) like not not had the drive to you know chase things that i wanted so uh yeah definitely shout out
1: to them
0: (laughs) what do you got oh man
1: i want to give a shout out to my friend ram okay yeah he had a baby yeah yeah, he just had a baby recently. We were talking about babies before we jumped on the call. So yeah, yeah shout out to him, man. He was like, he's always been a big supporter. Uh, I remember like back in high school, we would like, we would write, we would write notes in class, which would be like, we would just write bars back and forth to each other in the middle of the mm-hmm. class. So it was like, if he was sitting behind me, I'd like write four bars on the paper and just like slide it to him in the back. He'd write four bars back and we would just like battle that way. Mm-hmm. Um but like when I first started making beats or I was trying to get into making beats, he was the one that got me a free version of cool Edit and a free version of fruity loops. So it was because of him that I got, that I was able to start making beats and like teach myself how to make beats. So yeah, Yeah. man, shout out to him. That's
0: dope. That's dope, man. Um, okay. What should I say? Um, I'm grateful for, I'll, I'll go off of family as well. Right. Um, me me and real sick became family through my wife and her family. And you know we've we've gotten to chill in in Jersey. We got to chill in in Baltimore. We got to chill in uh, in uh, California. So it's like, yeah. but it's always been love. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's one of those things. Like I didn't know how was how it was going to be when I first met him because it's like, as rappers, you're always going to be like, fuck that guy. You know, I'm <laughs> better than him. Right. But it, it was refreshing that when I met him, he was also a dope dude. Him mm-hmm. and his brother, like, you know, they, they took me under, uh, under their wing while I was out there. And you know, every time we've linked up, it's been nothing but love. Like, you know, we've had mm-hmm. great times, obviously the passionate, you know late night hip hop discussions always <laughs> go down but uh it, you know it's like i've i've nothing but love for you and your family and your brother and uh you know it's it's refreshing to get new family members and it feels like you've been family forever you know so uh right. much love to you and your fam brother
2: likewise bro likewise thanks for having me on guys yeah, I, yeah, I definitely I definitely thanks fucks so much with for,
1: the show thanks so much for making the time i know you're busy like preparing for the battles and stuff yeah, but yeah yeah Yo man, we're honored to have you on the show.
2: Anytime man, just just let me know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. so one of the best lyricists we got. One of the best battle we got. Yeah, oh, just
2: okay. before
1: okay. we let you go, where can people connect with you on- online?
2: Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, real sick ninety nine. Um, I'm on all streaming platforms, and just type in real sick verse on uh, YouTube, and all my battles will come up so
0: hey. yeah
2: and subscribe to the url app because i just had my first battle drop on their app which is crazy and the i app the two battle rap apps go go subscribe to those
0: yes, but, sir. Uh, yeah we'll definitely be watching you brother thank you so much for coming and talking to us de- today like i said one of the best lyricists one of the best ba- battle rappers we got I'm proud of you, brother. And next time, we'll definitely do this in person. This has been another episode of the Immigrant Hustle Podcast. Okay.